Hi, I'm Blake Repine and welcome to Strategy, Leadership and Impact. Hi everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Hope you've been well since the last time you had a listen. I'd like to ask if you have been enjoying the podcast and getting something out of it and it's something you want to share with others, please feel free to, to share it around. Also, you know, go on whatever platform you listen on, give us a like, give us a review. Again, it really helps promote the podcast. And again, the more we promote it, the more it actually gets in front of other people to have a listen, the more we can spread our knowledge and, and help others. And I just want to give you an update on a couple things. So probably about a year ago, I looked at expanding the podcast from from just a podcast only onto a YouTube channel and doing video. Uh, instead of actually doing a video, what I did was I took my podcast and I turned it into an audiogram, which is nothing more than audio put over video, but there was no actual video to it, if that makes sense. Put a few of those up on, on YouTube and it did horrible, absolutely horrible. And I went back and watched them and of course being self-critical, I wasn't real happy with the quality of the audiograms and it's not necessarily how I want to the videos to come across either. So one of the things I'm looking at is going back to the YouTube platform again, giving that another go, and hopefully here in the next couple of weeks, I'll be have everything set up and actually start putting not only on the podcast here, but it'll also be available on YouTube. Uh, we're able to see my, my wonderful face coming to you every week uh, on each, each topic, you know, because some people prefer YouTube as well. Um, and also give me a chance to some of these things I, I talk about and talk through. I'll be able to like display a screen and share that with you and actually be able to, to talk that through with you. And you'll be able to see a visual example of whatever it is I'm talking about. Uh, another quick update. Again, my book, uh, Soldier to Executive, Applying Army, Army Leadership Principles to the Corporate World, has been doing very well. I've been very happy and pleased with with how well it's actually done. And thank you so much. If you're a listener and you've, you've bought a copy of the book and you've had a read, I hope you've enjoyed it and gotten something out of it. I've received several messages from people telling me how they actually you know, either learned something or they've gotten something out of it or how they can really see the applications and what they're doing. Or, or some people have asked me for advice around certain things that I talk about in the book. And again, if you read something on there, if you hear something on there, just reach out to me and, and ask me a question. I'm, I'm more than happy to give you more advice, more information, go back and forth with you, whatever it is to try to get to a solution, whatever it might be, just feel free to, to contact me. But again, if you're interested in reading that book, it's available on all the major online platforms, Amazon, Kobo, Apple, Google, Booktopia, Fishpond, several other independent um, booksellers so that have picked it up as well, Smashwords. You, know, you name it, you can probably find it out there. If you just Google, you can, I have a website set up, soldiertoexecutive.com, where you can actually go on there and on there. There's several links where you can purchase the book. And also, too, if you just go on whatever country you live in, that country's Amazon page, and just search my name, Blake Repine, and it'll it'll probably come up. It's available in, I think, around 20-some-odd countries at the moment. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to do an audiobook of that. Uh, I might here soon. We'll see. I, I haven't quite decided yet if I'm going to do an audiobook of that one. I have a feeling at some point in the future I'm going to do an audiobook, and as soon as I do, I'll let you know. I'll probably actually do a pre-sell uh, to my listeners here on the podcast. Also currently writing the another book, and it is all on leading with moral courage. It's untitled at this time, but again, another topic that really, I guess, really resonates with me. Um, you know, moral courage and leadership and, and how the two kind of go hand in hand. So expect that book out probably toward the end of this year, maybe early next year. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but anyway, on to this week's topic. What I want to talk about is six principles to developing meaningful 
key performance indicators or KPIs that will move your organization forward. And developing KPIs is almost an art form in a way for people that do it well and they get it right. Because whenever you get it right, they will really propel your organization to success. You'll be just amazed at what you can achieve whenever you have the KPIs for each role or each level within the organization, you really get it right. But I say the majority of organizations I come across, they really struggle. And so that's why I want to kind of share with you some days. And you know, you might have 10 principles you use, you might have four, five, whatever. These are just six things that I've come up with that I use and, and look at um, whenever I'm developing KPIs for roles and organizations. So number one, they must be relevant to the organization strategy. Backing up, before you develop KPIs, sometimes you need to have a, a strategic plan in place or at least a strategic direction. It doesn't need to be a 100-page plan. This needs It could be a plan on a page. It could be whatever, your strategic goal for the organization. What is it you want to achieve for your organization? You need to know that in order to basically let your workforce or even yourself, depending on how large your organization is, know what it is you need to be doing day to day, really focusing on in order to achieve that organization's goals, that strategic goal. And then principle number two is they must be relevant to the role. A lot of times I see organizations develop a strategic plan under each kind of pillar or goal within that plan. They'll have a number of key performance indicators for the organization, or they might use something like the balanced scorecard, which if you go back to uh, Kaplan and Norton that I shared in last week's podcast around strategy maps. They actually developed those strate- uh, those scorecards, strategic scorecards, and on the you know it's broken down into three areas, and there's different key performance indicators in there. Well, they come up with these key performance indicators for the organization, and they go, well, this is it. This is what everybody's going to work toward. But oftentimes, those high level strategic level key performance indicators, they only touch the top of the organization. They don't filter down very well into the organization. And people, they really need to understand, one, what is the role they play in achieving that goal? You know, you could say one of the the big financial goals is to increase your gross profit by you know, 50% over the next year or two years or whatever. When you do that, though, and you have people two, three levels down from that strategic level, senior executive level, they, they don't know what, what part, okay, how many, how many sales do I need to make to make up my, my part of that? Or how much client work do I need to do in order to do that? How much more workload do I need to take on? Or how efficient do I need to be in order to make sure that I'm achieving my part? So you actually need to translate or break down those strategic level goals or strategic level KPIs, even further down to the role so that they're relevant to the individual's role or that team's role. And so that they really understand. And whenever you do that, they can look at their KPIs and they go, okay, I have to achieve X amount in order for the team to achieve X amount in order for the organization to achieve X amount. And they really understand how they fit along that strategic path and that strategic journey, which brings us up to principle number three. They must be within the individual's control. You know, I've seen it before where an organization, they will come up with KPIs for their workforce and they'll give someone an individual, okay, well, you have to achieve this, whatever it might be. And it actually, one, might not have anything to do with their role at all because it's you know, one of those organizational KPIs. And I go, well, I, I can't do that. Or it's something that is a byproduct of something they're doing. You know, it, it's They have one part of the process and someone else has another part of the process. And really that KPI probably sits more over in the other part of the process. But however, they're being measured on that KPI. And they go, actually, I have no control. This person over here has, has total control over that. 
And some people may say, oh, well, you know, that makes them work together as a team. Well, you actually, whenever you give someone KPIs that aren't relevant to them and they're not within their control in order to achieve or affect along the way, you're setting them up for failure. At the end of the day, if it's not relevant to them, they, they won't see, uh, you know, the need to do it. So they won't be motivated to do it. And if it's not within their control, they'll get frustrated because it's one of the things that actually create stress or things that are not within your control. And the more you give people that are, or the more you put on people that is outside of their control, the more stress you're going to put on them. And that's not good either. And sometimes it's best to actually sit down with the individual, and you should do this anyway, and you're going to talk about those KPIs and what you think they should be, but also get their feedback as well. This isn't to give them a chance to, to, to create an out so that they don't have to do it, but it's one, it'll help create buy-in if they have input into what they should be, but you can actually get them to do, you know, those stretch goals, whatever it might be, but you've got to sit down with them and talk to them about the KPIs, let them have some input into developing them, and then you will find that you'll actually get to something. One, you'll understand their role a bit better, but you'll get to KPIs that are relevant and that are within their control. And they understand, okay, these are within my control. This is what I need to do in order to affect these, in order to achieve these. And whenever I do, the organization is going to achieve. And then the next principle, principle number four, is they must be limited in number. I went and did some work with one organization and they showed me the KPIs for each one of their employees and they were almost pages and pages of KPIs. They wanted to make everything a key performance indicator. Let me tell you, every little measure that you want to put on a, an employee is not a key performance indicator. You know, you see oftentimes they, they have to be at work at 8 a.m. That's a key performance indicator. No, that's just a, that's just a, me- a standard of their job. That is not a key performance indicator. Key performance indicator, again, the key word there being key, key things that are going to move the organization forward to achieve its organizational goal or strategic goal. Showing up to work every day at 8 a.m., that's a condition of your employment, is not a key performance indicator, and it's not going to move your organization ahead to achieve your strategic goal. So don't get caught up in thinking that every measure and I've seen that, well, they'll take a break from 10 a.m. to 10.30 a.m., their morning tea. They'll take another break from this time to this time for lunch. And them going on time and coming back on time, that's a key performance indicator. No, it is not. If any listener out there, if you can explain to me how a general condition of your employment to be at work on time, to come back from lunch on time, will move your organization forward to achieve a strategic goal, please let me know because I cannot see that. Anyway, coming back to before I, I really get on this, this soapbox, the more things you give people to do, yeah, if you give them 20 key performance indicators around the job that you're going to measure, the likelihood of them achieving all those is is nil nearly. It's incredibly low. But then again, too, it's about being efficient. It's about economy of work. You want to give them about three to five key performance indicators. Whenever they're successful, the organization is going to be successful. But you keep it small, three to five. And your, your high level key performance indicators for the, you know, the, the overall organization should should be very few as well. You know, if you have a dozen things that you want to achieve, you're probably not going to achieve all, all 12 of them. But if you have three to five really solid key performance indicators, the likelihood of achieving them is far better because what gets focused on gets achieved. Don't forget that. What gets focused on gets achieved. And you can't focus on, you know, too many things at one time. If you look at your day-to-day activities, typically there's one or two things that you do during the day that make you successful during that day. It's not going to be answering emails and going through, we feel like we're productive, but we're not. You know, it's, it's not going to be a lot of the little mundane activities and stuff, but there's only one or two things really that you'll do day-to-day. So look at those key performance indicators. Keep them limited in number. I would go five or less. 
and and see how that changes. But again, you have to really make sure that they are very focused, very well done key performance indicators. And that brings us up. So once you've gone through and you understand what the organization strategy is and how and in each individual role's key performance indicators are relevant to that strategy and how they're relevant to the role, and then they're within the individual's control, and you have your three to five key performance indicators, you need to do principle number five. And that is they must be measured regularly. You can't just give them to them and wait till the end of the year or wait 12 months until a next performance review comes up. You need to, to measure these regularly, whether it be monthly or quarterly. I, I wouldn't suggest going any longer than quarterly, but typically you need to be looking at a monthly if that's possible. Seen it before where people are giving KPIs and they're never looked at again. They never sit down with their, their supervisor, manager, the business owner, whatever, and actually go over the key performance indicators and understand how are you traveling in your day-to-day work, how you travel in your career in order to achieve this. But you have to go back and you have to look at those. Whenever you're measuring regularly, and it should be part of a process, so you sit down with the individual at the lowest level, how are they traveling toward their key performance indicators? They're ticking all the boxes, and then you go up to the next level and you look, okay, how's the, the person at the next level traveling to achieve their key performance indicators? And you go, okay, they're traveling well, okay, now let's go to the next level. No, we're falling short here. Why? Why are we falling short there? Is it the individual? Is it the KPIs? Is something not right? But you can identify gaps, or you can actually identify potential bottlenecks within the organization. You can identify potential roadblocks within the organization. Where are things getting held up? And then you can actually look at that one area and you can really narrow it down to where the organization might not necessarily be achieving. And it could you know, be the, the individual and that's something you have to work with them on. You know, do some performance management there to get the performance up to the level that is acceptable to where they are achieving their KPIs. But most of the time, whenever I see people not achieving their KPIs, and this is probably the case nine times out of 10, it's usually the KPIs are wrong. And this brings us up to the next uh, principle, and that is they must be achievable. When they sit down and they, they measure the KPIs, and they say, nobody's achieving their KPIs, they say, why? Are the KPIs relevant? You know, are, are they achievable? And if they're not, we're setting our workforce up for failure. And you can say, well, why aren't they achievable? And I'll give you an example. Worked with one organization. We actually used industry standard KPIs for their staff members. So nothing out of the ordinary. But again, went in and initially nobody, well, about 5% of the workforce were achieving their KPIs. You know, why is, why is there a disconnect there? Is our workforce that unskilled or that unmotivated or is the culture bad or, or what is it? Because these are industry standard KPIs, which means across the industry, this is what people should be achieving. 95% not achieving, that's that's not acceptable. Something is wrong there. There's a problem. So we actually had a look at the organization. It turned out their processes and systems that they use were incredibly inefficient. There was no way anybody were ever going to achieve those industry standard KPIs unless we actually got the organization's process is up to the industry standard. So we embarked on this big process and this you know massive, I guess, updating of the organization. And once we had got the processes up to where they were efficient, up to where they were at the industry standard, and we were operating internally at the industry standard, you actually saw those KPI numbers and the achievement get flipped on their head. Suddenly, 95% of the workforce were, were achieving their KPIs and 5% weren't. And those 95%, the amount of cost it reduced for the organization was incredible. And the amount of employee satisfaction and how that actually went through the roof because their people were achieving. They had a sense of pride, you know, a sense of accomplishment. They were actually achieving. And then you see how you actually saw just out of that, a natural byproduct of that was the revenue started to grow. 
the number of clients started to grow. He had happier employees, happier staff, dealing with clients face-to-face. Clients could feel that. They actually started referring more. Their work was being done to a higher standard, actually to an industry standard, which was a higher standard than what it was before. It was incredible what it did to the organization. But when you look at that, you say that the KPIs, they have to be achievable. If, if your processes and systems in the organization are, are not efficient and someone, and there's actually something in there is blocking someone from achieving their KPI, they're not going to be a happy employee. Or if you give them a KPI that isn't achievable, no matter what they do, no matter how hard they work, yes, you know, you want to give them those stretch goals, kind of push them out of the comfort zone a little bit. But if you do it too much, if you push it out there so far where you know they can't achieve it, and I've actually seen organizations that do this before, when someone's starts getting close to achieving the move the fit the move that finish line. And so the person will have to work harder, harder, harder. And then once they get close to that, they'll move it again. And they'll actually keep moving it. And they say, oh well that's how we do it. Well no, what you're gonna do, you're gonna burn your employee out. You're going to actually their employee satisfaction is going to be low because they're never achieving. They're never able to achieve no matter what they do. Eventually you're gonna you're gonna burn through them, you're gonna churn through them and you're gonna have high attrition rates of employees. Again, but if they are achievable, you don't wanna make them too easy to achieve either. So it's a it's a balancing act that you have to play there. It's a double edged sword, either too much or too little. You gotta find that, you know, the Goldilocks principle. You gotta find that level is just right. Because if they're too easy and they achieve them, they won't feel like they've achieved anything. Once you get that down, you know, you'll see and it'll actually lead to an organization that is a high performing organization. So back it up, you gotta have KPIs that are relevant to the organization strategy. Then you have to translate those down so that they're relevant to the individual's role. And you have to make sure they're within that individual's control to effect. And then you have to make sure they're limited in number, measure them regularly, and make sure that they're achievable. If you have any questions or comments about that, please feel free to contact me. You can email me at blakerepine at gmail.com or feel free to link, you know, connect with me on LinkedIn at, at, you know, just search my name, Blake Repine. Let me know what you think. You know, some of these topics are coming up there from where people have sent them to me or asked me a question or just asked me to speak about something. You know, whatever it is, just feel free to reach out or if you just want some advice on anything else, feel free to contact me. I'm more than happy to have a discussion with you. Anyway, take care and we'll talk to you again next episode. Thank you.